Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two lying around and would like to be a patron of this podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Nora Jones. I became a musician so I wouldn't have to get up at six in the morning. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 61. No new patrons to report this week, but as always, huge thank you to all the folks who are tossing us a few bucks a month on Patreon.com and helping us keep this podcast moving on down the road. Coming at you this week from my folks' place outside of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Been snowing like crazy outside since Saturday evening and doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. Copper the Wonder Golden is enjoying the hikes in the woods, though, thoroughly. Looks like I might be stranded here for a while as well. Not so much because of the road conditions, but because somehow I lost my keys here yesterday and they haven't turned up yet. We'll keep you posted. Very excited to announce that Tom Cohen and I's Christmas record we recorded back in 2012 is now available for download on iTunes and CD Baby. Go check it out. Last week's gigs wrap up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Great to see my old friends Pete and Narita at the show. Instead of putting money in the tip jar, Travich would hand me an old LP after every song. Highlights were two John Schneider records. Thursday, I had the opportunity to hang out and record at Manor Lane Studios in Hastings, Minnesota. So many memories down there. The Whiskey Roses recorded all of our records at Manor Lane. Chris and Tom Hornish have a new tune called Diamond in the Rough, and I was very happy to add some blues harmonica and guitar riffs to the track. Friday, I played a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin. I started learning Christmas music to perform for Jana at the Nova way back in 2007. I added, I'll have a blue Christmas without you by Elvis this year, and I love it. Saturday, I played a solo Christmas show with a little help from Johnson at Pure and Simple in Amory, Wisconsin. Wasn't a huge crowd, but those who were there were a blast. Thanks to my folks for coming out and bringing one of my very best friends, my grandma. Afterwards, battling the winter elements in my buddy Andrew's one-ton truck, our little entourage made our way to Club Cumberland in Cumberland, Wisconsin to see Manfred and the Pipe Dream Blues Machine rock the house. Dustin, Steve, and the crew sounded great and was excited to hear them jam out on one of my favorite jump blues tunes, Flip, Flop, Fly, I Don't Care If I Die. 
upcoming shows. Wednesday, December 14th, 2016, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, December 15th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be doing our annual Hacks Pub Christmas show in Milltown, Wisconsin from 6 to 8 p.m. Friday, December 16th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and I will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in beautiful Plymouth, Minnesota from 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday, December 17th, my birthday, we'll be rocking out at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Guest this week is part one of three with popular Midwest country music frontman Tim Sigler. We discuss our dogs, throat health, Lucky Town, hiring musicians from City Pages ads, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Tim Sigler, welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. How you been, my friend? I've been well, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. We're here at uh, one of my haunts and one of your haunts. I know that. Uh, Absolutely. Old Chicago and beautiful Roseville, Minnesota. Quite the beer selection. It does. What are we having today here again there, Tim? little uh, Summit EPA. Summit EPA. Always supporting is, the local guys. Yeah, it's really, really good stuff. Um, I just rushed here after dog school. Um, we work with, uh, do some therapy dog work in northeast Minneapolis, and, and I was telling Tim about it, and last time I saw Tim, I think you brought your dog, Rosie, yeah. and my dog, Copper. We got together and got our photos taken in front of First Avenue for the canine-inspired change calendar. Yeah. I think it was in front of the Trample by Turtles and Slayer Stars, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the Slayer Star. How's Rosie doing? Rosie's doing great. Great dog. Yeah. What kind of dog is she again? She's a mixed breed. We got her from a rescue place, and she was uh, from a South Dakota Indian Reservation, and okay. uh, it, was a, it was a large litter of dogs, but uh, she's, a, she's a cute girl. A lot of husky. A lot of husky. Potentially a little wolf in there. Jeepers. But uh, some golden retriever, too, so she's, she's a cutie. And do you have two dogs? Two dogs, the other. What's the other one? Stella's the other dog, and she's a... Probably about half chow and half golden retriever. Wow. We're very feisty. Nice. We love dogs. Love dogs. Well, that's good, man. Well, thanks, all guys. I forgot to bring that calendar. It's such a rush day. I was going to grab you one, but yeah, next I'll get time. you one. They turned out really, really good. The cool, dogs man. are in front of the pictures in front of the back part of First Ave, and they have a poster of you and a poster of me on the on the building. <laughs> no way. And then the dogs at front. That's funny. So it is kind of cool. Got to see it. Got to see it. How long have you been playing? Gosh. Well, I started, uh, my first band was probably like 1996 down in Owatonna, Minnesota. And we did the, you know, the talent, church talent show type deal, junior high talent show. Uh, played a couple county fairs and stuff. And then uh, I guess I've been playing ever since. You know, obviously it's picked up yeah. a bit since then, but uh, it's been pretty much nonstop since then. Very cool, man. Um, so you're playing, I checked on your website today, so you're playing like, 200 plus nights a year, huh? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it, it ebbs and flows. Um, I think last year was like 185. This year will probably be closer to 200. Okay. But there's been some years where it's been like 230, you know, 230 plus, and it's just like, yeah, wow. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to fit in those, uh, you know, the, fi the five, six shows a week. That gets to be a bit much. 
don't know if I'm getting getting older or what, if it's the voice, but uh, it's tough to do those that many shows. I was uh, I had Brian Layton on here for a couple podcasts, and I was asking about how he kept his voice going. Yeah. And I remember this from years ago when we were both playing Eagle Street. They were covering all the after hockey games. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I remember I asked you or text you, texted you or something. I said, how do you keep your voice going when you're sick and stuff? And you said, French fries. <laughs> well, someone told me that once upon a time. <laughs> it's a, yeah, apparently, I swear to God, someone told me that they knew a friend that was an opera singer in New York. And that's what the, a lot of the opera people would do in New York. Now, obviously, what we're doing is not a uh, freaking opera. Yeah. But apparently the grease, you know, hey, it keeps things lubricated, you know, to each his own. So, Have hey, you ever tried it? I've tried. I've tried it I've all. I've tried it, too. I've tried it all. When, hey, when your voice is going down, you try everything, every trick in the book. I've tried uh, nasty apple cider vinegar cocktails, you know, uh, blackberry brandy. A lot of guys are like, oh, yeah, some blackberry brandy. Uh, That'll make you feel pretty good, actually. But you know what the doctor Dan Neal recommends. What's it, what's his down. trick? The Nashville man. What's he say? <laughs> a brown <Tennessee>. liquor. Brown <laughs> liquor. <laughs> brown liquor. Well, any kind of brown liquor, you know, will be good. <laughs> it does the trick. <laughs> Every <laughs> makes, time makes everything better. French fries and brown liquor. <laughs> there you go. Now we're talking. I might think about that later. I got. I'm not playing tonight, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I I buy stock in Hall's cough drops, so man, that's I, that. It seems to do the trick for me. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, and then uh, we opened for Will from Daisy Ed Maisie once, and I asked yeah. him, and he said, take, like, I know we opened for him as at Bunkers, mm-hmm. and for the throat, he goes, oh, you, and my throat was fine, but he goes, oh, you got to take, like, a handful of aspirin before you go on stage. <laughs> what? I've never, yeah, I barely take aspirin, so I threw down his, I mean, just rotten gut aspirin, you know, he got oh, at the Jesus. dollar store or whatever, so I'm on stage playing in my stomach, it just ripped to hell, you know, it's like. Will, how do you do that every show? Oh, it saves your throat. Stomach full of aspirin, a couple of beers. You better hope you don't uh, fall and get a cut or something. You bleed out. It's the dumbest. I'll, I've never, I've, I'll do French fries again, but I'll never do the aspirin hey, one again. Will, Will knows what's going on, though. He's, oh, I love Will. He's another. He's him. a friend of the show, too. Love him. Who's, okay, when you were starting out, like in, yep. the, let's say, the 90s, early 2000s yep. and stuff, playing around, who are some of your favorite bands to follow in the Twin Cities? Okay, so when I started out, I, I had a country band. Uh, down in Noatana, we we played a we all probably knew like ten songs, but we play a short show, you know, at the fairs and yeah. talent shows and stuff like that. And uh, I also there was a club down in Owatonna called the Jungle, and it used to be the Monterey. It's the Monterey Ballroom once again now, but uh, a lot of bands were coming through uh, at the time at this place called the Jungle, and I helped to run sound down there. I was kind of the monitor guy. I was probably like 16 when I was working out there, so I thought it was just the coolest thing in the world to be be able to get into a bar, you know, underage and and kind of help out and stuff. And uh, I remember uh, Martin Zeller was, you know, the man back in the day, and of course, you know, GB Brian Brian Layton and the, and the boys and uh, Daisy had Maisie Will talking about Will yep. uh, Tim Mahoney, um, the Honey Dogs. Oh yeah. Um, Gosh, I mean, there there was a lot of a lot of bands that have come and gone, but uh, those are the names that have stuck with me over the years. And those guys right there, yeah, for me local, too as well. For local cats that are still playing, a lot of those guys are still at it too. Oh, they are. They for are for worse. Yeah, I mean, those those guys were the guys that were drawn the huge numbers back then, and you could tell it's in their blood. And then, like you said, they're still going now. Yeah, are you from Owatonna? 
from Oatana. I've lived in St. Paul for, uh, gosh, since I was about 19 probably. So God, I always thought you were just a straight St. Paul guy. Yeah, it feels like I am because, you know, uh, once I once I I went to college. I actually went to college at Metro State University. I went to St. Cloud State first, then Duluth. Ended up Metro State, and I lived in St. Paul, and 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 that's kind of where I gravitated towards, just because I wanted to play music, mm-hmm. and so I felt like oh, I needed to be in the in the cities, you know, because yeah. you know if you're trying to if you're trying to be a musician out in the boondocks, it's it's tough to get a gig, you know, other than the local VFW or uh, you know friends' wedding or bonfire here and there. It's good to get live in the city and then go take the gigs out in the boondocks. Yes, right? it's nice to ha- like add those in every once in a while. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you gotta have the gotta have the people and the and the, and the venues. So yeah, St. Paul felt like home as soon as I as soon as I landed in St. Paul, I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. So when you moved up here, what were some of the venues you were playing at? Okay, so I lived uh, when I first uh, moved to St. Paul. I moved in with some buddies from Montana. We were living in a house, dumpy little house on Selby, just down the road from O'Gara's. What a coincidence, right? Turns out O'Gara's, back then it was like one of the hot venues for live music in the Twin Cities. So I was like, oh man, this is great. So I'd go down there and, you know, I had a country band that was kind of, you know, still together, but I was in Oatana and I wasn't really part of it or whatever. So I'm like, I got to get in O'Gara's and, and figure what out how to make... What was the band called? It was called the Straight River Mud Dogs in Oatana. What was that? Straight River Mud Dogs. So yeah, pretty, pretty creative, right? Yeah. Love it. But uh, so no, I lived down. I did live down the road from Mogueras, and I knew I wanted to be a musician. But uh, you know, the country thing was not really popular in the Twin Cities, and uh, I just I couldn't make it work up here. So I I went back on some things that people had told me over the last few years, and, and uh, I'm getting into the next chapter of my musical career, I guess here. But people always said, hey. You sound like Bruce Springsteen when you sing. So I said, uh, "Oh, really? I don't. I don't know." And and uh, I had recently seen Bruce Springsteen live for the first time, and and I thought it was an eye-opening experience where it was just like I had seen the light. And every every show that I'd seen before then was just blown out of the water by his performance. And uh, so when people told me something like Bruce Springsteen, I'm like, I'm like, really? This is the coolest thing ever. Like, like and I got this idea in my head. I'm like, well, maybe I'll try doing this Bruce Springsteen tribute band. So I put the ad out in the city pages and, and uh, started taking uh, musicians calling in and put together bands. And uh, it worked out well because O'Gara's, uh, Dan O'Gara, the owner of O'Gara's, is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. So that was my in. So I, I needed to in because it's tough to break into, you know, big room. And no one knows who you are. So you got to have an in. That was my in. Is, uh, I was going to be the guy that sang Bruce Springsteen. And it was Lucky Town, wasn't it, the name of that band? Lucky Town is the name we settled on. So, yeah, we went through all these Springsteen names. And that's no of songs song in his title, right? Yes, yeah, an album album and a song title from, from his. And uh, he put out Human Touch and Lucky Town at the same time. Okay. The first time I ever saw you play. Yeah, my friend Jason was going to get married. Who was getting married? One of my friends from my hometown and uh, from Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. And so we came to the cities, and I wanted to go see a band. Nice. And my friend was a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. 
So he went right to the city, paid his, opened it up. O'Gara's was the hot spot to go. Yes. For sure. Another yes. guy I'm remembering is Pat McCurdy. Remember him? Oh, that absolutely. Sex and beer. Sex and beer. Sex and beer. Are the two things we hold dear. Yeah. He would kill it back Another in the O'Gara's, day. you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, old timer. So we went and saw Lucky Town play. And my buddy Jeff, I think, went up, requested the song, I'm Going Down from You. Nice. For my buddy's wedding party. We, for a bachelor party, went to your show. And you guys played it. sounded awesome. Hey, thanks, man. Oh, great song. I I love I love the Lucky Town scene. I mean, I think we did that band for probably almost five years. I want to say. Really, wasn't Angie Palomo in that band as well? Yeah, she was. You know, so she kind of lived in the area too, and she uh, was a big fan of the Boss, and she came out and saw us a couple times, and and she was just uh, like did the spring, part? spring scene was her life, so she's like, I gotta I gotta be part of this, and so yeah, she sang up, got up and sang some Patty Patty Scalfell parts, and did the female part, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, I know that she had us do, I did, worked for her a bunch of times singing the Star Spangled Banner for the Minnesota soccer team. She ever rope you into that before? I, I think I did the anthem once. I'm trying to think of what it was, but she's uh, doing a lot of fundraising stuff these days. And So I have had, uh, like, Chris Hockey on and Kat Perkins on. Do you, I don't, do you do the Star Spangled Banner anywhere? <laughs> I tell you what, it's, <laughs> it's one of those calls I dread. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's tough to turn down because it's, it's a cool, cool gig. It's an honor anytime you get to hockey city. We'll never do it again. After sing this the anthem. I mean, uh, I sing the. I guess the biggest crowd I sang the anthem in front of was I. Uh, I once sang it at the Minnesota Swarm. Okay. And uh, I was nervous. Like, you wouldn't believe I was nervous. And they had a bald eagle, like on a guy's arm next to me. So it was like going for the ultimate patriotic scene, where this eagle is like on a little rope to his. Feet or whatever, and we're at Excel Energy Center, and I'm singing the an anthem, and this eagle starts freaking out and is like flapping his wings, and you know, and it's it's hard enough to remember the words, let alone with an eagle like you know going on at full on attack mode two feet away from you. Oh my god! So that was a that was a memorable experience for me. But did you back yourself up on a guitar? I had a guitar. I can't do it by myself. Oh, I wouldn't do it ever I just, by myself. You know, I, I feel naked without the guitar because it's like, I don't know, I just feel feel like i got to dance or something. And of course, it wouldn't be appropriate. this without a guitar sitting here, you know? It wouldn't be appropriate dancing to the Star Spangled Banner, so I better, <laughs> better have a guitar in my hand. I remember the worst one I had. They handed me the microphone, and and uh, I went out there, and I couldn't. They said, turn it on. I hit it twice. accidentally. Oh, there's no microphone on. Oh, and sang, and the audience kind of half-assed picked it up. And hardest, then, hardest thing musician will ever do. And this other time I had, I wanted to play guitar too so i had this friend they didn't, they didn't have a mic stand for it Jeez. so my buddy uh, he walked out and held them the microphone like <laughs> this holding for any while you play guitar playing the, the guitar and singing it nice and he called all his friends he goes hey i was a mic stand for the the saint paul the soccer team up there oh, for the nice. star spangled banner so love it his nickname was human mic stand for years <laughs> after that never lived it down so yeah anyway but um so lucky town um you guys played for about five years I th- I think I I have to go back and look, but I think it was about five years we did it, and uh, you know Garris was definitely our main spot. 
And uh, I see Dan O'Gara every once in a while still to these days, and I love the guy because he kind of he, he, he let me in to a place when he didn't have to. And, uh, and uh, I used to just stand down there every day basically begging him for a gig, you know, like he's probably like, oh, God, that Sigler guy is here downstairs <laughs> in the restaurant asking for asking to see me again and he's probably like just give him the gig just like make him go away that's probably what it was i was pretty persistent back in the day but uh no i love i love those guys you know they they uh, opened the whole new world for me in the city so so did you do that basically by yourself start up that band or did you the whole group kind of get together i started it up by myself so you know, people ask a lot. They're like, well, how did you get musicians for this project or whatever? And at that time, it was straight up, you know, City Pages and Craigslist-type ads where it's like, you know, looking for a bass player, looking for a drummer. So, I mean, I don't know how much you've talked to other musicians about that process, but, like... Not much. We should talk about that a little bit. Oh, man, you meet some of the weirdest people you've ever met in your in your life. I mean, like... We're talking about, like, I could put together a, a, a movie about some of these people I've met through these advertisements. Can you give us a couple examples of some ones that stand oh, out at all? Some of the ones that have st- stood out over... over uh, okay, so I haven't used that process for a long time. But back in the day when you're just Joe Blow trying to start a band, you put your ad in the paper and you say, you know band that's going to play Bruce Springsteen music and some other songs seeks bass player with experience and then you just sit back and you wait for the phone to ring and the phone rings and you, you get a call from a guy named John he's like hey uh, this is John I play bass guitar um, would love to, like to try it out for the band I'm like okay John you know why don't you uh, you know can you meet me at guitar center in the next couple days here and we'll plug in a bass and he's like well I'm calling from jail you know I'm, I swear to god this stuff happens you know from jail from guys on house arrest from guys to uh, yeah I'd love to meet you for an audition but can you come pick me up in Duluth because uh, I don't have a license you know like that type of deal or like uh, you know it's, it's just crazy I mean you hear it all so, good memories, though. I've never had to do that out of all the years. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> I think I, I don't know. Yeah, I've never just had the cold call thing like that. Oh, the cold calling, man. It it puts hair on your chest, I guess. And <laughs> talk about well, pay, you paying your dues, going. yeah. <laughs> so, last week we did a, I know I talked to you about this, too, but we did a top five Bruce Springsteen uh, song podcast with my bass player Johnson and Allie Gray. Nice. So since we're talking about Lucky Town, what were some of your favorite songs to play and what went over the best besides like, you know, the obvious stuff? So the thing that I love, and I still miss this, and I actually, you know, I've been talking with my guitar player now, Bruce Fosberg, about maybe starting up doing some other uh, Bruce Springsteen stuff again because I really do miss it. Um, Springsteen, when you see him live, yeah, he's got a lot of the hits, you know, the Born in the USA's and stuff that people know. But his music really has some some stuff that transcends the, the pop genre and that really hits you in the soul and makes you want to just, like, rise up and say, like, yeah, man, and beat your chest. And, like, I, 
totally feel what you're saying. And so the songs that really, that I love to sing, and I mean, when I would sing them, I'd get lost in the music. And when I hear them on the radio, I blast them and I get lost in the music. I mean, uh, songs like Something in the Night, uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town, uh, Adam Raised a Cane, um, Because the Night. Uh, gosh, there's just, there's so many songs that, that he wrote that are just have so much desperation and power. Yeah, the Patty Scalfa song, yeah. What? Yeah, did you know? Yeah, Bruce Bruce wrote that. She changed a couple of the words, but uh, her version. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, Bruce wrote that. So I didn't know he wrote Fire either. Yeah. By the Pointer Sisters. It's funny, you talk about G.B. Layton. I remember uh, going back to the G.B. Layton thing. I remember when Lucky Town started, we'd play Fire once in a while, and people would come up to me and say, oh, that's so cool you cover uh, G.B. Layton song. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. That was off his uh, Live at Bunkers, I think. Yes. Oh, boy, they turned the radio back up. Nice. <laughs> so how did the Bruce think the Lucky Town fizzle out then? You know, so I always was a country country guy at heart. You know, small town, grew up. You know, I was part of the, the whole country movement brought upon by Garth Brooks, you know, and then and, and, and the 90s that really just pulled me in. And it was, it's what I wanted to do. I always wanted to do uh, that type of music. And uh, don't get me wrong, I love the, the Springsteen thing, but uh, I just I really identified mostly with country music and singing songs about real life and just, you know, three chords and the truth. Um, so I wanted to get back to that, and, and I just, after doing Lucky Town for a while, I just thought that I could maybe uh, get it, give, it, give it another try and get it going. Okay. Sounds good, man. All right, well, we're concluded part one. Do you want to stick around for part two? Heck yeah. Sounds good. We're chopping it up here at Old Chicago in Roseville. Mr. Tim Sigler. Uh, story behind the song segment. Um, I guess we can... Can we pull a song off your website? One of your covers or something on there? Sure. I'll put on there, hope I don't get in trouble. Absolutely. Uh, what's a song that you have live I can pick up or whatever that you'd like me to put at the end of the show? Hmm. That's a tough one. You, sur- you can go ahead and surprise me. <laughs> Okay, by story behind the song segment. Mr. Tim Siegel wants me to surprise him, so please stick around. We'll see which one I picked. <laughs> please tune in next week for part two. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you would like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Hey, Stan, one more for you.
She's a black ballad, even mama never knows she's leaving. Teach her, he's a screen, a slave, a rebel, screaming, geezer. Don't go, she's station, just banging on the radio. Picking up a saving, made her head to the rodeo. I was on the floor, boy, screaming out, girl, you better get your red head back in the middle the morning. Shows in the front of the she's beginning to see the heat and taste of blood, but she's gonna keep them with the hammer by the heat and in the head to the hockey dog, loud, crazy lies. You see what they really want, got my teeth to boom, that's a fucking body. Show a straight real lane, that's a chicken chicken. Well, hang on now till the sun comes up, I ain't giving in till they get a look. Going out of work, I pick up shrub. Comes in. Tennis Six o'clock, seven, eight, folks are always on his way to start to clean the horse, spread the station, down the tissue, every car around the men's store, now she's jumping, ain't no dogs, Thanks a lot. Sunny Sweeney coming up.